Welcome once again to all of our listeners as we come together again to study God's Word right here on Search the Scriptures. Great to be with you. What a blessing it is to be together again and to be able to come together each day here on Search the Scriptures. If you're listening for the very first time, our prayer is that you quickly come to realize that we do exactly as the name of the program suggests. We search through God's Word. We dig deep. We look at it in detail. We pale the layers of the onions back, and we try to explain it in depth and in detail, but at the same time, in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your daily life. We want to help you have faith in God, and we want to help you grow in your faith in God. We want to help you grow spiritually. We want to help you come to God for salvation through Jesus Christ, to come to believe in him with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior and God's Son, and to be so convicted in that belief that you want to repent of your sins and confess your faith in him openly and surrender to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross so long ago is still 100% effective to cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. And at that point, as you're buried with him in the waters of baptism, as Paul puts it in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5, you die to that old life of sin, and you are reborn spiritually into Christ. You are raised up in newness of life. You are made new as Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, reborn, as Jesus told Nicodemus, must happen for us to enter the kingdom of heaven in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. You're given a second chance, a new opportunity at life. Oh, God's word is so rich, it is so encouraging, it, it offers us such victory, and we want to help you nab that victory, grasp it and embrace it. And so that's what we're here about on Search the Scriptures, to teach you God's Word so that you can learn and understand and embrace all that God offers you. Now we're thankful for all of our listeners. We know that many listen every day or, or at least close to it. And others listen very frequently, though they don't have the opportunity to listen every single day. There are those who listen as they have the opportunity, but maybe it's kind of sporadic. Well, we're thankful for all of our listeners. So thankful. We've heard from so many of you. We continue to hear from so many of you. We have met many who have come and checked us out in the Omaha area at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. And we're thankful to be able to have that opportunity. Many have stayed with us and continue to study and grow spiritually and become a part of the Lord's body. We pray that we can help you grow spiritually, grow in your faith, and have that home in heaven with God that he offers to all of humanity. That is our prayer for you. At the end of the program today, we'll give you the information by which you can contact us. And be sure to have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready so you can jot down that information. And then do exactly that. Contact us. Ask for the free Bible study that we offer on every program. It is absolutely free. It is a basic study from Scripture about God, about Christ, 
about the church, about forgiveness, about salvation, about Christianity. It can turn your life around. It can change your life for all of eternity. It can point you to the hope that we need so desperately. And again, it's free. We'll even take care of the postage. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD. And again, for free, and we will take care of the postage. All you have to do is ask. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. Jot down that information and then contact us right away. We're getting close to the end of this particular study, talking about seven ways that the devil attacks our faithfulness. Seven attacks on our faithfulness. Our faithfulness is our open demonstration before God of our faith in him. Our faith develops from our learning God's word, understanding it, believing it, and putting it into practice in our lives in the proper ways, by the proper applications. The God, God's word is the faith as it is described in the scriptures. So our faith is based upon the faith. And as we live faithfully, that is by God's teachings, that demonstrates our faith in him, our dedicated, devoted, steadfast, and consistent faith in him. Now, of course, faith is absolutely essential. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, the Hebrews writer wrote. For he who would come to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, Hebrews 11 and verse 6. But now just believing in God is not enough. James in James chapter 2 tells us that the demons in hell believe in God. <laughs> I would suggest to you that there is nobody anywhere who is any more convinced in God's existence than the demons in hell. But there's still the demons in hell. So we must do more than believe in God. We must put that belief into action through our obedience on a consistent basis, that's faithfulness. And so Jesus said in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. So not faithful sporadically, not faithful hit and miss, not faithful for a time and then that's enough. No, until death. Faithful until death. And Jesus says he'll give us the crown of life. But the devil is out there. He is our enemy, our sworn enemy, our most deadly enemy, our most devoted enemy, our most dangerous enemy. As Peter puts it in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, he is our adversary. And he's like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. But we can effectively resist him in faith, by drawing near to God, as James puts it in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Because you see, if we're walking with God faithfully, there's no room for the devil in our life. No room at all. Now, the attacks that he uses, we're just looking at seven obvious attacks and common attacks that the devil uses to try to pull us away from faithfulness to God. Seven attacks on our faithfulness. 
Temptation would be the first one probably that almost everybody would note. He tries to tempt us with sin, tries to lure us into, tempt, uh, into sin through various temptations. Worldliness, he tries to make worldly living look good and appealing. And of course, worldly living is the opposite of godliness, moral lapse, trying to get us to think it's not going to be that bad just this once or every now and then to do something immoral. Doubt, another attack. If he could just plant some doubts in our mind, maybe lead us to doubt that the Bible is really God's word, at least doubt that part of it is God's word. And if he can get us to doubt God's word, well then he can get us to doubt God. Now you see, if you begin to doubt God's word and you say, well, you know, I don't think this is really accurate. Well, how can you tell what of God's word is accurate? So you see, a little bit of doubt can lead you to disbelieve altogether. And if you doubt God, well then, that can lead you and open the door to turning away from God altogether. Not believing that the church is important in your life. Another attack against our faithfulness. Oh, you can follow God without being a part of the church. You don't need the church. The church isn't that important. Well, we noted from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, that being with the church consistently upon the first day of the week at the very least, and every week has a first day, is imperative to our growing our faith and demonstrating our faithfulness to God as we come together with the church to worship him and to study his word. And again, since faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10, 17, that is paramount to our growing in our faith. And it's also important, as brought out in that text, Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, it's important for us to help our brothers and sisters in Christ grow in their faith and also to recognize that they can help me grow in my faith as we come together regularly to worship God and study his word. Well, today, let's look at another one, another attack the devil uses against our faithfulness, and that is persecution. Persecution. The temptation is great to give up faithfulness in the face of persecution. The devil's been very skillful in many parts of the world through history in guiding leaders of nations to make it difficult for people to have faith in God and to live faithfully before God. Communism has tried to stamp out Christianity. Now it's failed in its attempt, but it tried. And there have been other attempts along that line. Persecution. 
people have been arrested for openly teaching the Word of God. We can think back in history to the few hundred years right after the church was established upon this earth and the Roman, first the Jewish persecution, but then the Roman persecution, which far exceeded that, the Roman persecution of killing Christians, arresting them, executing them, putting them in the arenas for entertainment as wild, hungry animals were released upon them, trying to force them to fight gladiators to the death. Horrible period of time. Persecution. Jesus told the apostles on the night of his betrayal, in John chapter 15 and verse 20, Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Jesus is telling the apostles there, and of course, he's telling us through that word, through that those words, that his faithful followers are going to face persecution. Now think about all of the persecution that Jesus went through. The people, the very people who should have been looking for him and waiting for him and and just longing for his coming into this world as the Savior, most of them rejected him. They ridiculed him. They turned away from him. They ultimately had him crucified. All he went through, but he went through that persecution, he died on that cross, allowed his blood to be shed so he could be our Savior, so that that shedding of that blood could be the cleansing factor for the guilt of our sins. He offered his life in our place so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be redeemed, so that we could be saved. He was persecuted severely. Sometime read a description of what being whipped with the cat of nine tails was like. What they put in those strands of leather, the pieces of glass and pottery and jagged steel or metal, and how they would strike the back of the person they were whipping with and then drag it across their back and rip open their skin over and over and over again. They did that to our Lord, the Roman soldiers. Think about how those nails were driven through his hands and his feet. How that crown of thorns was rammed down on his head. And how he was hung on that cross for all of those hours. And people around the foot of that cross were belittling him and criticizing him and mocking him. Oh, he was persecuted. And he tells the apostles and he tells us, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. And it's easy when you're fearing for your life, as those Christians were in the arenas at the hands of the Roman government. It's easy to give up your faith or to renounce your faith or to turn away. That's what the devil wants. But you know, 
There are a lot of Christians who are persecuted in less violent ways. Sometimes wives who have become Christians have been beaten by their husbands. Or they have had their husbands make it hard on them to be able to attend church services. To be able to read the Bible, perhaps even. And it can be the opposite. It can be wives persecuting their husbands who have become Christians. I know of a young lady who became a Christian and her parents kicked her out of the house. In some countries, people who become Christians fear for their lives, their very lives, because their families, if they find out, may kill them or turn them into the authorities who then may put them into prison or kill them. Persecution. But God promises to see us through. When we turn to Hebrews chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 13, and we look at verses 5 and 6, the Hebrews writer says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Oh my, How, what a promise we have. What a promise we have. In 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, again, Jesus says, be faithful until death. Now, I actually understand the translation from the Greek there to be better translated unto death rather than just until death. I believe the more accurate translation is probably unto death. You see, when we're thinking about until death, we're talking about up until the time we die, stay faithful. But what the real sense of the translation should be, I believe, is you be faithful up until and even including the point of death for your faith if necessary. Faithful unto death like those Christians who were being persecuted at the hands of the Roman government, to their death, they were faithful unto death. They died for their faith. They died being faithful. God will always be with us. He will always watch over us if we live the faithful Christian life. Now that doesn't mean there won't be some pain. Does it mean there won't be some hardship? In some cases, as was the case with thousands of Christians in those early centuries of persecution against the church, many died. They were put to death. But God did not desert them in those moments of their dying. In fact, the Apostle Paul, in writing the Philippians letter, in Philippians chapter 1, He's talking about he's not sure what was going to happen to him at that particular time. Was he going to be released from prison at the hands of the Romans? Or was he going to be executed for his faith? And he even said, you know, if it was up to me, now of course I'm paraphrasing, you can read Philippians chapter 1 on your own. He says, if it was up to me, I'd rather die and go be with my Lord. 
I'd be delivered from all of this. He said, but I think God has more for me to do. And so he expected to be possibly spared, and he was. Now think about that. See, that was his degree of faith, his faithfulness in God to the point where he knew that even if he had to die for his faith, God would still be faithful to him, and he would have that eternal life. Persecution, another one of those attacks against our faithfulness used by the devil. We need to be careful to not let him win, to not let him beat us through temptation, to lure us away from God through worldly living, to not bring us down by convincing us that a little bit of a moral lapse here and there will be okay. Well, you see, when you open the door to immorality, it's hard to get it closed back again a lot of times. And so a little bit of immorality leads to more immorality, and then more, and then more, and then it becomes a way of life. We need to not let the devil succeed in planting doubts in our mind about our faith, about God, about his word. We need to not let the devil convince us that we don't need the church, that we don't need to worship God with his people on a regular basis. And we need to trust God to be there with us and for us, even in the face of potential persecution from whatever direction or source it might come. But certainly, if it is persecuting us in our faith, the ultimate source is the devil himself. And it's just another, another line of attack on us against our faithfulness. We're almost finished with this study. We're going to talk about another one. And this one may be one of the most successful lines of attack the devil uses against our faithfulness. And that is fear. Fear. So be sure to continue to listen and study with us. Now in just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us. Write down that information and then call or write or email us or get on our website and contact us that way and ask for that free Bible study. It can help you become strong in your faith and help guard you against the attacks of the devil. Ask for this program on CD. All of it's free, and we'll take care of the postage. We hope to hear from you right away.